0: Before we get started today, we have a message from our sponsor, 3BR Distillery. 3BR is a producer of unusual craft spirits featuring a kitschy Slavic punk tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit, made from peas, is an homage to a family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house. Visit 7 Main Street in Keyport for more. back to Cannon Fodder. My name is Ed. And I'm Matt. And today we are doing our part two of our three-part TV shows of the MCU as we talk about The Defenders, the Netflix series of TV shows uh, that went from uh, 2015 until maybe now. So right? uh, let's talk about
1: it. <laughs> and you know, it occurred to me too, I feel like we're going to maybe need to do a fourth part because I was thinking the other day, or somebody mentioned it to me, um... We didn't think of we didn't think about including uh Legion or The Gifted into uh. it. Which might make sense to like wait until they at least do something with the X Men in the MCU. Right. But I just find those movie or the, the I'm sorry, those shows to be I mean the gifted especially like I fucking absolutely loved it. But anyway, that's neither yeah, here so, nor so, there. So,
0: so there we go. We just we just keep on getting further and further from finishing this three yeah. part series. <laughs> it's gonna be a th- and <laughs> th- it's gonna be a seven part series and <laughs> Exactly. It's be like uh, so of course part one was um the ABC TV shows which are Inhumans yep. Agent Carter and of course the main one, Agents of Shield and those three we decided were pretty much definitively canon Yeah. Uh, any thoughts about For the them most not part. being canon For, yeah. have have uh, have been um, I I think solved by our episode. We solved a lot of things with that. But now we get—that's what we do. We solve problems. And now we get into the defenders, where it's a little bit more up in the air. Yeah. So the defenders was made for Netflix by Marvel, but in this like very complex corporate structure, you know, have MCU was like one part of Disney, right? uh, And and so like Marvel Studios, run by Kevin Feige, top down, everything's connected. Then you had Jeff Loeb had a different uh, corner of the Disney structure, if you will, than that was Marvel Television. And even though Marvel Television referenced a lot of the MCU, Kevin Feige was not in control. Right. So it wasn't part of this top-down connection. So we see a lot of connections that we're going to talk about throughout these series, but much like some of our complaints about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., this is going to be a very one-way continuity for quite some time.
1: Yeah, the Defender series are in some ways like... Worse for trying to discover continuity than Agents of Shield was because, like Agents of Shield and Inhumans, all that stuff we talked about in the last episode, there are like some very overt references, like some yeah. very obvious connections that make the drawing the connections easier. And they but, bring characters from the movie, right? Exactly into the shows. But like the Defender shows, just very much exist in this little bubble, and there's little. Easter eggs and little words and phrases, which we'll talk about, right? But it's like, it's just, it's like, Eh, it could be but yeah. maybe not it's like there's nothing that's so overt in these series where you can definitively point to like yes this is definitely canon but there's also nothing that happens where you are like no fucking way that that's canon right like it's not like somebody else playing captain america shows up right you right. know it's just completely
0: op- left open <laughs> and then also what i like about this whole series of tv shows is that within that bubble we described it is its own continuity mm-hmm. like it is very well connected um so we're Just to list what we're talking about, we're talking about the series that began with Daredevil back in 2015. It continued on through Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. It had its kind of Avengers moment where they came together in the Defenders in 2017. And then it continued with uh, the Punisher um, spinoff. So... This it got two seasons, right? It did. Punisher got yeah. two seasons. Daredevil got three seasons. Everything got multiple seasons, right. you know. And, and even after The Defenders uh, was released, you still had another season of Iron Fist, another season yep. of, of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, yep. everything. So it, it was a very expansive universe. But what they did a good job of doing is setting them all up and being connected. You know, they called them, you know, one of the names for this Defender series was the Heroes of Hell's Kitchen. Yep. You know, they had a lot of connections, both geographically and just with different characters. And so let's get right off the, uh, let's start right off the bat, Daredevil. Yep. Which I think is the strength of this series. It's kind of like the Iron Man of the Defenders. Yeah. You know? I think it's the best character. We're going to see it's going to be the character that has the most connections to the current MCU. And it's the character I think has has the biggest um, opportunities going forward.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think that I mean personally I, Luke Cage was my favorite um only because Daredevil season 2 sort of like yeah a little wishy-washy for me at times. Well they went um, they tried to really
0: expand with a lot going right. on, you know, like yeah, like that that was where you brought in um Elektra and you, and, you, and you went deeper into the right. hand. And you had the Punisher. Like there was a lot going on in one in one season. Yeah, it
1: just it got a little too a little too much for me and I think because of the um the like how he, like sort of died, but like not really, and then came back. You know, like at the end yeah. of Defenders, right? And then came back at at mm-hmm. season three, like right, and then like season three also kind of pissed me off too with all of the bull, like how like Bullseye was like wearing the Daredevil costume like the entire fucking time, like yeah. kind of annoying. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Daredevil has the the most involved story, Um and yeah, certainly the mo- the strongest right now ties to continuity. Because not only has he appeared in official MCU canon with yes. She-Hulk, so has the Kingpin in official official MCU canon in the Hawkeye series. Yeah. So, and, and 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 you know it's been announced, right? The the new show Daredevil, or we're like reborn, a rebirth, what they calling it? I forget. It's like re, re something. I forget. Yeah, yeah, but, Daredevil,
0: born again, born again. Thank you. So, and, and he's also apparently going to be an Echo as well. Yes. So so there's a lot of connections there. Yes, which makes sense. Yes, because. Because she has a strong Kingpin connection, yeah, and you know, and, so and I, bringing both Daredevil and Kingpin into the MCU really like setting up this whole like street level, right. Villain. So the
1: first the first time I remember seeing like a canon connection in Daredevil was the one of the scenes in the like a, in the police pre- precinct. Yeah. You see like about the i no, I'm sorry, not in the police precinct. I'm sorry, it's in Ben Urich's office, right? Yeah, you see that he's written an article about the Battle of New York, right? Well, yes,
0: and. This brings us to clip number one for this episode. We're back to clips. I love that we're, we're back to in clips. Clips from so, the past. So I'm gonna play clip number one here.
1: Heroes and their consequences are why we have our current opportunities.
0: And that is from a scene where a bunch of crime bosses, who we don't quite know yet, are the hand. Right. With a bunch Owsley of and, and all those guys. Yes, and they're working for the kingpin. Who you're not allowed to say his name, but yep. we find out that it is the kingpin. This is the basic storyline of not only Daredevil, but the first couple of seasons of this whole series is that there's the Battle of New York and you see um, newspaper headlines and and different different ways that people refer to it, both as the New York incident and things like that. What they're talking about is when when the Chitauri attack Stark Tower at the the end of the Avengers movie. So what they do a good job is like kind of like a damage control kind of like storyline they talk about what would happen what would be the aftermath of such a crazy battle and what they're talking about is basically it's a real estate boondoggle so there's so just like you would see in any other like natural disaster you know there's going to be a bunch of government contracts there's going to be a bunch of um, insurance opportunities there's all these things going on and if you know the layout of New York City, Hell's Kitchen, which is where all these heroes are based, is just a few blocks from Grand Central. So it makes a lot of sense that a lot of the damage um, felt in midtown Manhattan would be in Hell's Kitchen. Um, And it also solves a problem that the series has to begin with, which is that Hell's Kitchen is a really nice neighborhood right now. Yeah, You know, it's a lot of young people, a lot of new buildings, so it's not like it's this hotbed of crime that it was back in the 70s when Daredevil and these other heroes were first created by Stan Lee. So
1: why the fuck what can't they I do find... a really
0: good job of setting up is that, okay, so you have these consequences of the damage, yeah, and this creates a way for Kingpin and The Hand and a bunch of other... Um, street level, you know, like crime bosses to create, you know, opportunities for themselves by, you know, taking advantage of the people in the neighborhood. And that's where Daredevil
1: begins. Yep, yeah, which I absolutely love that element because it's, it, it's, it, I feel like they pulled a little bit of that into Spider Man Homecoming that sort of, it, The the real estate scams, you know, like what Vulture was doing in Spider-Man, it makes it feel more real, right? You know, it's like, this is the kind of shit that would actually happen of course. if something like, you know, you'd have your your community outreach and all that other stuff and the big top headline. But then, of course, you're going to have people trying to take advantage of this shit. Exactly. The picture you put in the document reminded me of another thing that I thought was funny in terms of, you know, continuity-wise and how it kind of reset itself a few years later. The paper that Urick works for is the New York Bulletin. Correct. Because at this point in right. the universe, when Daredevil First comes out, the Spider Man rights still haven't been, you know, exactly. sorted out, so they can't say the Daily Bugle they cannot. Even though the New York Bulletin doesn't yeah. exist anywhere in comic book canon, right? right? You know, with the globe and, and the Daily Bugle. Yeah. But then eventually, right, we get to the Daily Bugle.
0: But this is another thing that Marvel TV does very well. There is a New York Bulletin in Agent Carter. Yep. That's the paper she reads. You see New York Bulletin in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it does become, you know, like an in-universe connection between all these different things. And then the the other thing that they do a really good job of setting up is uh, Seagate Prison. We see a lot, too. Yes. That, you know, Seagate Prison, which, of course, is where later we end up seeing um, – both the fake Mandarin and Justin Hammer and all these other characters being at, you know, Luke yep. Cage is in there later. So there are these like like things that like connect all these universes
1: just beyond like the actual characters themselves. Wait, did you say Justin Hammer? Yeah. When was Justin Hammer at Seagate?
0: Because at the end, you know that one shot where um oh the one where shot Trevor Slattery is. is yes. yes you're right.
1: Yes. I forgot about that because the, the one shots yeah. are canon. One shots are canon. That's
0: right. And you know, just just one of the many connections between all this. But let's 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 dive into daredevil so i liked how gritty and i mean that's what these shows are all about is how gritty they are but i also like just how tough it is for daredevil to be daredevil yes you know i i I like that ben affleck movie more than others i i I think it was you know it was fine especially for its time and the director's cut gives adds a lot to it right with that whole subplot you know but the whole sonar thing that's very like early 2000 superhero right you know they have to like show you and with this oh look what we can do with computers now type special <laughs> effects I like how they they explain it how it's like sonar and they and like they have little things where they where they show his sense of smell and a sense of hearing you know very early on but he's just a regular guy who gets beaten up a lot like at, at, like the second episode begins and he just lost a fight
1: yeah. Which, which is why I like, it, it reminded me of, you know, the it's, just, it's for the same reason that I liked the Batman, because, yeah. um, like, you know, he kind of got his ass kicked a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, it shows that he's, you know, not perfect, and he's not superhuman, right? And it was a really good way to showcase that character for the kind of show they were doing.
0: And it would be unrealistic if he was perfect right off the bat. Right. You know, because we're, we're kind of seeing, like, his origin story, you know, this is pre-suit he doesn't really know what he's doing. He, he, he just knows that he's a pretty good fighter. He wants to make a difference. And, you know, that's what we see right off the bat. We, we just see the origin of him. And then we see our very first larger connection that's going to uh, tie in all these shows together. And that is, of course, Rosario Dawson's Claire, who
1: is, of course, the night nurse. Yes, which she was one of my favorite parts, I think, of the entire series. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, the whole thing. Because, yeah, she really does tie it all together. But they make her... They they elevate her character in a way that she never was in the comics, right? right? In the comics, she always really is just Night Nurse. And she pops up here and there. You know, her little one-offs. Like, they really built her character in a really unique way and, and, like, made her an important part of the story, like an integral part of the story, which I absolutely loved.
0: Yeah, in the comics, she basically serves as what are these as an answer to the question what do these heroes do about healthcare right yeah You know, like, and, there, and there's
1: and there's there's some like really great scenes of like comic relief where you have you know two heroes kind of crossing paths in her waiting right. room right like yep. late at night you know like and it's, it always makes for good for good conversation
0: <laughs> and it, it works because she starts off as kind of a nick fury you know like yep. second episode of daredevil right off the bat you see her um helping him out, not only, like, healing him, but also kind of helping him hide and right. eventually interrogate um, one of Kingpin's men. And then later on, you know, she becomes a love interest for Luke Cage. She's the one who um, introduces, you know, once we get into the Defenders and all of them have to come together, she's the one who introduces Luke Cage to the Iron Fist. She really is yeah. the Nick Fury. Like, yeah, she exactly. really is. Like, it's so great. And, e- and even though, you know, these four heroes at first don't all trust each other, they trust her. So that goes a long way into kind of making them into a team. And
1: I loved how my favorite part, my favorite part of Daredevil is how they made it so gritty and realistic, but you still got that superhero moment at the end where he shows up in his costume that yeah. Gladiator had made for him. Like that was fucking cool.
0: Yeah, and also just the villains, like like getting so into you know, I good. mean, like we you know we're about to get into Jessica Jones as Kilgrave, of course you have Cottonmouth and yep. and. and um, Luke Cage, even Typhoid Mary
1: and Iron Fist, you know yeah. but,
0: I mean, obviously the pinnacle is Kingpin, but right, I mean what, he was
1: yeah, Kingpin was like a game changer the yeah. way that he did it, and it was like it was one of those the when uh when Wesley dies. It was like the first time I remember thinking, like, "Oh man!" I was like, "I feel bad for the bad guy here." Like, yeah. Wesley was so like he was so good. I didn't feel bad for him. Like, I didn't want the character to die. Like, normally you don't care when a bad guy dies. Like, okay, it's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. But like when Wesley died, I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "He was a really good character. I'm sad that he's not going to be in this show anymore." <laughs> yeah, and these are all
0: top tier Marvel
1: villains. You know? Yeah, because the
0: weakest part of the MCU up until recently, because I feel like you know, so we're recording this after Guardians of the Galaxy three came right. out, which had. Amazing villain oh, God, yes, you know, I think so Kang is obviously great and and obviously killmonger, so if they' more don't have recent, to recast them yeah <laughs> uh but you know it, variants hey whatever right, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but but you're right everybody
1: yeah. the 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 one most common complaint about the m c u which in first, a, lot, a first, lot of times first, is valid First couple years right yeah which which a lot of times was valid is that they had weak villains yeah. you know which is which is a fair you know a fair uh uh, criticism, but the opposite was the case in the Defender shows. Oh, yeah. I feel and like all of, were, all of so them, good. even and even Iron Fist, which was by far the shittiest of the shows, which we'll yes. talk about. But,
0: <laughs> but I will have to say, Iron Fist, he was good in the Defender.
1: So that's it was like, where was this? Like, you, like you see him in the Defenders, you're like, where was this throughout this whole season? So it makes me think it's like you know, and you would know more about this than I do, but it makes me think that it was like a directing issue maybe, right? Because, yeah, in The Defenders, like I remember going into The Defenders like really excited for the show Mm -hmm. and then being like, you know, like expecting Iron Fist to drag it down. Right. And he didn't. He like, elevated it even yeah. i was I was, like, well, I was like what the fuck is happening here because i hate I, I i mean i slogged through iron fist obviously right yeah. you know i mean there were there were good parts like colleen wing right like the mystery yeah. like, but i was just like, like most of the part i'm like oh god this is like fucking terrible it you just know? wasn't
0: i mean it, it didn't seem particularly well acted it didn't it, yeah the action sequences weren't that good and the but story
1: then, was confusing too with the right. the the father and i just it was it was far too in the, they made the story overly complicated yeah. for like no reason, and it just didn't land. And I have a confession to make: I never actually watched season two of Iron Fist. Season two is much better. Okay, so I I am going yeah. to like I mean to, I just haven't done it yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you know the Defenders ends with seemingly Daredevil is dead, or at right. least everybody thinks he's dead. Right. Obviously, you see that he's still alive, and that he was saved, you know, and, and he's in that uh, cloister. But it ends with him being Iron Fist taking over as being you know kind of like you know. You know, as an homage to Daredevil, you know, like right t- to take over his city, so it's a whole different feel to it. And like he's a much more like confident person after that. Like, okay, yeah, it, it, season two is much better. But he's but peak um, Iron Fist is in the Defenders. And what's interesting is talking about this after Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings came out. Yes. Like what's funny is that's basically a better version of Iron Fist. Yeah. They're
1: basically the same well, and one same of the, type of character. Well, one of the things that Iron Fist suffered from, which most Marvel like which is the strength of most Marvel properties yeah. is the action. Yes. Like, you know, and I it, you know, like again, the Colleen Wing, like she was a natural, like her fight scenes were incredible. Yeah. But um the the guy playing Finn whatever his name was, Finn whatever, um he uh he just wasn't that great and the choreography like was not good either but then yeah you look at the choreography of Shang Chi and you're like holy shit like you were yeah. wa- it was like watching like a 70s hong kong kung fu kung fu flick and yeah. it was fucking awesome
0: yeah and, and obviously they had a bigger budget they could probably get better Fight choreography yeah. and, and better stunt coordinator, so that I'm sure that all work. But and this kind of gets into how these are all very different shows, right? You know, I mean, um, Jessica Jones they really play up the whole private eye kind of like you know, angle very film noir. Daredevil is film noir, but it's much more traditional superhero right. storyline. You know, Luke Cage visually looks completely different. Oh, you know, like
1: it's, it's Luke, Luke Cage. I guess like I said, Luke Cage I think is my my favorite of the series and it's the one that I'm most disappointed did not get a third season because yeah. his character for me had the most growth and development Yeah, because the fact that he ends season two as seemingly the, you know, the head of that, that nightclub, right? Like kind of like the new cotton mouth almost, but obviously yeah, but not for good. You right. Know, yeah, you know, yeah. like that final scene from, I was like, fuck, like I was so excited to see, what would come next, and then I just never got it. (laughs) It's also,
0: it's a way, we're seeing more of this now, but especially when it came out, you know, this is almost a decade ago, when Luke Cage came out, like, that was not a way you see Harlem or these inner city neighborhoods. Like, it was it it wasn't like some place that would be scary for white people which right. is how exactly. often you see Harlem it was like no this is like this is a neighborhood like there are families there's there's a there's a connection between yeah. people and it's like it's very much him
1: saving his community as opposed to somebody coming in to save them which i like that stuff. element yeah. a lot and he yeah. had like and i liked how You know, I mean, everybody in all the shows kind of had their supporting cast of characters, right? Yeah. But I liked Luke Cage's supporting cast of characters the most because... They were in a lot of ways almost kind of like comic relief. I yeah. felt like right, like you know the dudes at the barber shop, right? You know, like the whole. Thing. It's I, funny. I just it had a much it. more
0: comedic tone overall. It, it did. had a much
1: more like bright tone. Like it you know. did, despite how like brutal some of the fight scenes were. Yeah. You know, like and and then again, like again, the, the continuity. Like one of the reasons why I love this s- whole series right, is because the first time you see Luke Cage is in Jessica Jones. Yes. You know, like you don't. See, he doesn't just get his show. You see him the first time in Jessica Jones, and he's very much you know the same person. You see in, in Luke Cage
0: Exactly And then when they all come together In the Defenders I What were your What were your overall thoughts Of the
1: Defenders What what, what did you think I I liked it a lot mm-hmm. um, It felt a little like The story could have been A little bit better for me It was very kind of like One dimensional But yeah. they had been You know Building to it um, A lot Because
0: the hand had been In the background for so,
1: For every one of their Little things Right I yeah. think honestly what would annoyed the only thing that, I, that that even annoyed me. Like the only thing I wanted more of was a little bit I wanted them to go a little bit further into the superhero ness of it, right? Yeah. So like, you know, Luke Cage has never had a uniform, right? Right. The, the yellow shirt, maybe, right, yeah. you know, like Which Power is very Man small, Bill. Having right. the color palette. Exactly, of the suit. right? You know. Yeah. Um but but like I, the fact that Iron Fist, like Daredevil was the only one that had any sort of uniform. Jessica Jones had that you know dopey uniform, like who yeah. cares? The right? But it, it Iron Fist, it.
0: He, he kept on getting into fights where his shirt would get torn so you yeah. could see the tattoo like very, the, very like, conveniently. Yeah,
1: like the fact that they just didn't find a way to write in for him having some sort of, it didn't need to be comic accurate. Right. It could have been a version of it. Like, I just found yeah. that lacking because Daredevil stuck out like a sore thumb right. in a lot of cases, right? And again, it was very, you know, overall, I thought it was very good. The story was a little bit too simple for me, I thought with all of the with all of the different plot threads they had dropped on you and woven throughout the other four individual series, right I thought they could have done a little bit more,
0: yeah, and it's one of its strengths was also. It's weakness at the end. So, like at the end of the sixth episode, when Electric kills Sigourney Weaver's character, Alexandra Reed, that's amazing. Yeah, and she's awesome. Dead. Yeah, like it's not it's not some comic booky thing that yeah. we see. Like Sigourney Weaver is in six of the eight episodes because in episode six she's dead. Like it's <laughs> a, and they're, and they're setting her up as you know this, this this um great villain who's been around since it was called Constantinople. She's hundreds of years old. You know she's right. a pseudo immortal. Right. Right. She's a near immortal. You know. Um you know that's what she's doing so it's crazy to kill her right off the bat but then it just cuz electra then like then like the plan doesn't work as much anymore yeah. cuz like electra kind of takes over in this like weird coup it almost jumps it the shark kind of falls apart at the end like Yeah, it almost a great jumps great the shark in yeah. the 6th episode but then but then like it's no longer um you know like as serious but it does kind of pass that like world ending test that right. like post avengers endgame marvel struggles with a little bit which is that like okay so in endgame all the superheroes know each other. Right. So, like, when something goes down, why don't they just call up somebody? You've right. had that problem for a while. It's just, like, it's what's written into these movies. You know, like, comic books can solve it very easily because they can just draw a cameo in. Yep. And so the problem's solved. But, you know, there's so much more going into having these big actors in big movies as how they can solve how they're not there. This was a small enough problem that it made sense that S.H.I.E.L.D. and or somebody else didn't get involved.
1: Right. Totally so like it was very localized right. yeah and and I think that was part of the issue that I had with the story too was the fact that again like I said about building the different plot threads right and like having Sigourney Weaver show up it it felt very forced yeah because you know like you, you you know, they made it so that she was kind of like, you know, the puppet master, right, in the background, the entire time. But we never time. really heard her. But exactly. And her, you, and you never you never felt her presence right. prior to that. So her showing up felt like, okay, we want to get somebody big name. Like we wanna add a new villain. We want something sensational for this story. Yeah. Where for me it would have been so much better if they had just kept with, like, you know, the Madame Gals of the world, right, and, like, things like that. Because then, for me, that would have made Electra's little, like, heel turn that much more impactful. Right. Like, even just a little bit of, like, the Thanos of it, you know, like, that
0: you had in the MCU proper where, you know, you would see him at the end. Right. Oh, I'll do it myself. Like, if you just had one or two scenes where they were teasing Sigourney Weaver's character. Exactly. Like, that would have made it more powerful.
1: You could tell that that was not, like, thought about to begin with like no. you know like you, you could tell that it was like a last minute kind of like okay let's do a different villain for this show and let's you know we the shows are popular enough now that we can like let's pay somebody that everybody's because you know, right. leading up to right I mean like you know Kristen Ritter like people knew her but nobody who the fuck was Charlie Cox nobody knew who Charlie exactly. Cox was right yeah. nobody knew who, um who Mike uh uh geez, Coulter I think I'm thinking Mike Coulter was like you yeah. know they still don't know apparently yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of his last name right but like, nobody knew who these fucking people were, right? You know, like, the yeah. the, the biggest names, actually, were the were the fucking villains, by right? far, yeah. You know, I mean, like, Mahershala Ali, you know, Mahershala was, you know, like, he was a much bigger name yeah. than Mike Coulter was, right? Like, No, every
0: one of them, even Alice Eve, you know? Yeah. I mean, there were all people you knew. All bigger names yeah. than even the Even David Tennant, you know, from yeah. this time
1: as Doctor Who. Oh, God, he was so fucking good in Jessica Jones. Yeah,
0: just, and, and it was a very, psych, I mean, by its nature, the power set, too, but it was, but like just his relationship to others, it was a very psychological villain, you yeah. know, and and which is which is what they have to do because you know they, with a TV budget and with everything else, they can't really compete with what the MCU could do with Big exactly, Fight, you know, like you know like and they try to avoid this, but so much of these shows, they're really well done sequences, but they're henchman sequences. It's yeah. almost like it's very video gamey. How like like how often do either one of them or a group of them have to fight off against 15 henchmen. It's like yeah. level 2 of whatever game, you know, yep. like it's like a mission. <laughs> you know, like you have to like fight this wave of henchmen even at the end of Daredevil, you know, like they got to fight their way up the elevator against all these like guys yeah. and, and they and like some of these henchmen behave just like video game characters. They climb up the elevator to be punched <laughs> out, you know. It's like well it's
1: like I was just talking with Will yesterday about we did a whole thing on Power Rangers and like that was those were always the best scenes of Power Rangers yeah. where they were just fighting the putties. They were the yeah. most entertaining scenes because it was just like a lot of just cannon fodder, right? That they were throwing <laughs> against you, right? Exactly. And there's and the, the low budget they're in like they're always in a fucking park or something, yes. right? And it's just we're just doing kung fu in the park. You know yeah. like that's all it was. <laughs> and that's exactly what this the, this
0: whole series is it's so much of like these and I guess with at least the hand, they, 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 they bake it into the storyline. So, like, so, you know, this is just an organization that just has a lot of fighters. So, like, Yeah, fine. exactly. Because, like, that, yeah. like,
1: that's why, like, Daredevil, like, season one and two of Daredevil, right, are, like, a very, like, complete story. Yeah. And I feel like that's what they tried to expand on upon in, like, the Defenders. Because, like, everything feels very natural in seasons one and two of Daredevil, even though they jumped the shark a little bit at the end of season two, right? Yeah. You know, like, but then everybody else kind of gets thrown into it right and it's like you have this the story they were telling they tried to tie in iron fist like see that's why iron fist for me is also so weak because like you had this whole plot with like whatever it was like the 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 father had the fucking machine that was like keeping him young or whatever right because he has a
0: completely different relationship to the hand
1: yeah like but like it just didn't work like it just didn't work they should have just made from what i understand about season two of iron fist like that should have been like season one of iron yes. fist you know like yeah
0: yeah because you know he basically ends up being like a street level hero you know? right so now he so we see he has the power he has a bit more control over it you know that's also with the chi and all that that's why like i wonder if you know kind of jumping forward a little bit i wonder if we will
1: see Iron Fist, because you know, like in Shang Chi or in some way. Well, so that's the big question, right? Yeah. everybody has got these rumors, right? So I mean, you know, Kingpin came back, yes, in Hawkeye, despite how terrible that reveal was. It almost ruined the series for me, like, yeah. but um, you know, because I mean, it just it just didn't work. But whatever, it was. Well, good it's, to it's see. very
0: much like the Sigourney Weaver in right. the it Defenders, just, like, yeah, like they didn't tease him enough which is weird it's like 6 episodes like yeah. they should have just they should have had him from the very beginning right. seen or, or like some sort of connection in episode 1 yeah and then show him it, he just kind of appeared out of nowhere he just kind of appeared out of five, nowhere for fan yeah. service and and
1: and and it, and, it, and it came at the expense of the swordsman, right? Who they were teasing at being a villain, right? Yeah. Which I'm glad he ended up being a hero. Yeah. But like, they made his character like like all the like he oh he shows up to the gala with a fucking sword and all of a sudden he's like ah oh, no I'm gonna help out like, hell like wait, wait a minute like it was cool but like what the fuck yeah. made no sense in the story but anyway um you know and then yeah so Charlie Cox now right is like so there's been all these rumors now right about like who else is gonna come back right. and like nothing has really been confirmed but what has been confirmed is that you know the the um the the show Daredevil Born Again yeah. is basically like season 4 Uh, Of, according to Vincent D'Onofrio, it's season four of Daredevil. Now, you can take that in a couple of different ways. You can take that in, okay, season four in the sense that, like, you know, some of the experiences that have caused these characters to grow and change in the way that they have are carried over into this series. Or it's season four in the sense that, like, everything that happened in seasons one through three, which would include the defenders, is definitively canon, which makes everything else definitively canon, which, honestly, because of, like we said, this bubble nature of these series, yeah. it really could work. You could drop yeah. all of these characters in to the current MCU and really not skip a beat.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of connections that fall in line with the MCU. The The, the only problem is, is that if we make Daredevil and everything else canon, then they need to bring back those other actors. Exactly. So then, when we do see an Iron Fist, when we do see Luke Cage, we need to bring back those actors. But Which, yeah,
1: I this, think they're gonna do. Like, I, I, I really hope so. I really think they're gonna do because yeah. there was no—at least like, from what I've read—and you know, there was no no bad blood or anything yeah. in terms of those, you know, actors or whatever. And there's there's no reason not to, right? No. Like, it, you know, it seems perfect. And also. This is interesting too. All the other
0: Marvel T V shows so far have been under ten episodes. Yes. Eighteen episodes.
1: I know, which one a new g- season. And they're already planning a second. Which makes me feel gives like them a lot of space. What I think they're gonna what I'm expecting them with eighteen episodes, mm-hmm. what I'm expecting is I mean, a a lot of story, obviously. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of flashbacks. I feel like they're going to post blip, right? Right. You got to where were people during the blip? Right. Because I feel like what they're going to have to do is what what I what I want them to do and what I think they might do is I feel like the story is going to be a lot more focused on Kingpin than anybody is expecting. And for me, I think what would work the best is to explain what happened in the blip time period that made Hawkeye and connect to the Kingpin, like, at all. Because it yeah. has to be, like, you know, with the people th- blip out of the way, right? Like, half of Kingpin's army, right, or whatever, is gone, right? But let's but, assume that he was still there during I, those yeah. five years, right? Like I, like, I I want something to connect that because the Kingpin we see in Hawkeye is a just a completely fucking different Kingpin yeah. than we saw in Daredevil. But now it's all seemingly connected, so we need to understand what happened during that time. That's what yeah. I want to say. And I think, logically, what happens is that, so... Daredevil gets blipped away.
0: Right. So without Daredevil and or maybe it's all the defenders. Maybe there's just no street level people. Right. Yeah. Uh, We know Spider-Man's gone too. So, I mean, like, what if, you know, in that chaos, Kingpin doesn't have any of his, um, you know, like natural enemies, if you will. Yep. He rises to power. And then as he's rising to power, the only person who comes to uh, challenge him is Ronan. Right. Bringing in Hawkeye, bringing that connection, you know, and and so and so, which is what I think would yeah. make the most sense, right? And like, you so can, some sort of Jeremy Renner cameo would be clutch. Yeah, no, just, even even if it's just seeing Ronan, right? Like a flash. Put somebody to Ronan. else in the fucking Ronan suit. Doesn't yeah. matter. I only see Jer- yeah.
1: Jeremy Renner. Like it's fine. You know. And then, like, then where is Punisher in all this? Exactly. Like, so, like like what like what does Punisher do in a Blip world? So that's what I want to know. So the Punisher. I think in terms of our question about who's coming back and who's not. Now that's right. confirmed.
0: John Bernthal is confirmed. Oh, he is. He's confirmed. Oh, I totally missed yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yes. So the three
0: people confirmed is that we know that uh, we we know that um, Kingpin obviously right. is Naprio yes, and Punisher Charlie Cox. Back. So John Bernthal. Oh, I totally is, missed that. Is, yeah, he's reprising his role as Frank Castle, the Punisher. Now they Good. haven't said in how many episodes or what, but right. That, that that's going to bring him officially into the MCU, which I love, yeah. and also opens up the opportunity to see. Also, now we're living in a world where Hulu and Disney Plus are going to have the same interface. Right. And we have R-rated
1: movies just, on Disney Plus. Do I need to Disney download Plus. a new app for that? Like, what the fuck? I'm like, what and are they it'll gonna... just update your Disney Plus app. Because I already have – does yeah. so this my Hulu app go away then? I think – Because I have both right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's
0: – it sounds like they're both going to become one. And then you put, you, there'll be, like, two logins because not everybody it, has are we Are going to call it Hulu Plus? Uh, who knows, man? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, this is why people should just go to, N, uh, to New Jersey free blockbuster. <laughs> you know, you just stick with physical media because, you know, this, these streaming things are getting way too complicated. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, no, the, so the Punisher is definitely back. And then the biggest problem I had when I read that, like, okay, they're going to bring Daredevil into d- the Disney Plus series is we don't have anything really brutal. You know, like I was just talking about yeah. how like now you have Deadpool and you have Logan, you have right. R-rated stuff on Disney Plus, but I wonder if they're going to allow that sequence, like the fight in the prison. You know, See, like like that yeah. level of like brutality and blood. And I know it's on Disney Plus because you can watch Daredevil
1: on Disney Plus, but so, will a new release on Disney Plus have that level of gore? I think it's going to, because for me, when I watched Quantumania, Ant Man yeah. Quantumania, as like mid as that movie was, mm-hmm. that final fight scene and even thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy too, oh, right? Well, Guardians, yeah. Like like it's there's a a noticeable uptick in the brutality of yeah. some of those like the visceralness of the of the fights in the way the high evolutionary's face was messed up. Yeah, and like, right. And like the, the deaths
0: th- of those Cute little animals, like yeah. if, you, if you can have like brutal deaths of cute little animals, but, he, <laughs> but I mean, like, you I mean that's, that's just souls. <laughs> but, I mean, like, but even like you know, like Adam
1: Warlock, like pounding on Drax and just breaking bones, yeah. right? You know, and then the scene in like that final fight between Ant Man and Kang was yeah. like a knockdown, out yeah. bar fight where like somebody could have very easily died. So I feel like they're like warming us up yeah. to that because yeah, when they get to Deadpool. They can't they don't need to go as excessive as right. the original movies were, but they can't hide it. They can't shy away from it. Right.
0: And I don't need like that level of blood and gore every yeah. episode. In fact, probably don't want it. It was comical. You don't want it, yeah. but like, But you need some sort of crazy sequence mm-hmm. where you get to see the punisher be the punisher. Yeah. You know, and, and this gets me into what I what I liked um, about the I love Daredevil and She Hulk. I thought so he good. was great. So And good. like, you know, so this, this brings us to uh, clip number two. Ooh. So, are you like a superhero? Like the gold devil? I'm daredevil. Well, it is very daring to use ketchup and mustard as your color scheme. So, <laughs> first off, it, you can hear the, the original Netflix like, score yep, yep. underneath. But yeah, it's just such a great... It's, Bringing him into She Hulk, I thought was perfect. Yeah, the lawyer connection is a is a no brainer. We had already seen him. You know, he he became and at least th- this is where we really get into the canon about what is and isn't canon. Right. So he, Charlie Cox as Daredevil, became definitively a part of the MCU in Spider Man No Way yep. Home. But then this brings us a little bit closer because you see him as a him as a lawyer. Yep. You see, see, like, as Daredevil, this is his new suit. I love the red and yellow, which red, you know is a classic, callback to yeah. a classic comic book thing.
1: Well, and his so his appearance in She Hulk specifically yeah. led me to some questions that I'm wondering if they're so, like, so thinking about the X Men, yes. right? I've had everybody's had their theories on how this is gonna happen, right? And how they're gonna bring them in and how they're mm-hmm. gonna create music and all that stuff. But I'm wondering if you know, when you think about Kingpin and Hawkeye, yeah and Daredevil in She-Hulk. Right. They are both significantly more powerful than they ever were in their Netflix shows. Kingpin's ripping the fucking door off the car yeah. with one hand exactly. and Daredevil is, you know, jumping around and flipping around with a yeah. lot more ease and grace and But that could also power. just be that could also just be experience. No, exactly, yeah. right? So so it makes me wonder, right? Like how are they like are they going to dive It makes me think they're it makes me feel like they're going to Pull back to the events of the blip a little bit more yeah. to explain some of that, like people that like you know blip back, but even though maybe Kingpin didn't, like we were just saying. So it's like it leaves a lot of questions. But again, at the same time, it's one of those things where if they don't address it at all, it'll be just yeah. fine. Yeah, like, they don't need to address. They're it. They're not you know? like
0: super different. Exactly. You know, like
1: there are differences. It's noticeable, but it's not
0: egregious. Also, you know. People watch the movies more than these shows. Yes. So in fact, you know, and this is what we have now in like with modern TV watching, especially this connected universe, there's a lot of people whose connection to this Daredevil is going to be Googling him. Yeah. Like how many people, you know, you know, like, cause this is what they did good about um, Daredevil's reveal in She-Hulk as opposed to the Kingpin reveal in uh, Hawkeye is that you saw the Daredevil helmet. Yep two episodes before you saw Daredevil or Matt Murdock himself. Yep. So how many people Googled, what is that helmet? Right. And then, and then they went down some sort of Wikipedia rabbit hole. Maybe they saw like, you know, like a YouTube clip of that, like iconic hallway scene from episode two of Daredevil. How many people just have like a cursory knowledge of Daredevil and his other heroes because they Googled them because they never saw the shows. Maybe they'll watch them on Disney plus here or there, but it's not like they're going to be tied into the continuity. Also, we are, we are, watching in a post-No Way Home, post-multiverse of madness world. Yes. Where Marvel has established two things. So, variants can be the same person or look different. Right. A little bit of both, right? Yep. Like, we saw, you know, Doctor Strange looked the same between all these different universes. Right. You know, some other heroes look the same, but, but also No Way home, look different.
1: But No Way Home establishes that it yeah. could be different. Yes. So,
0: what that also means is that maybe the versions of kingpin daredevil and soon to be punisher that we've seen are from our variants of what we saw like what the defenders universe was was not the same as the mcu but a connected similar universe right because i would so the backstory for kingpin and daredevil are incredibly similar to these shows yep. but since it's a different universe they can be just different enough That it gives them more leeway
1: to like retell stories. Exactly. Yeah. Like like I would be totally fine with them weaving into the story that everything in the Defenders universe was a different universe. Yes. Like I would be totally fine with that. Like it's similar. Like,
0: you know, maybe even they bring back a Luke Cage, they bring back Jessica Jones. There was a Defender's moment. Oh god. But it was
1: all just a little bit different. If Michael Clark Duncan was still alive, I would love to see him as and fuck it, I would still love to see for some comic relief. A a bat a Ben Affleck Daredevil cameo. I think that would be so fucking great. Well, like, I mean, that's the potential that like I, I, just I think for like ten seconds, like, he, sec- like 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 yeah. some
0: sort of you know like Secret Wars type yeah. thing, a Battle World. It would thing. be so fucking yeah.
1: great just for comic relief. <laughs> I'm still waiting on my David Hasselhoff Nick Fury cameo. Yeah, still no, that still waiting on it. That would be top tier. <laughs> but yeah, and and I liked how they had the you know.
0: They had the homage to the hallway fight in She-Hulk. There's that great moment where, um, you know, the two of them were going to break in to, to yes. the hideaway. And yes. And, like, he has a pretty badass fight sequence. And then She-Hulk just drops in. Like, oh, that was so along, good. Yes, you know? it was so good. And then, you know, they mentioned the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. Right. Which is interesting. Now, now I bring that up because this is where we start getting into some of the problems. So, like, so now we know, okay, some some connection to the Defenders and now MCU proper. Right. But there's a couple of things that were never really mentioned in the Defender shows that is a problem with continuity. One is Sokovia Accords. Yep. Right off the bat. You know, like, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, that's never mentioned because obviously these people are well-known, super-powered individuals. Right.
1: Especially Luke Cage. He is, like, yes. the most popular by far. Exactly. You know? And, and he's already... Go ahead.
0: He's had run-ins with the law. The right. law knows exactly. him.
1: Like, why wasn't there a Sokovia Accord? There? Exactly. Like, why aren't they trying to capture him?
0: There's no S.H.I.E.L.D zero showing shield. up at all yep. um you know also there's just not a lot of references and this is weird you know we talked about this in our previous episode with inhumans you know like why didn't inhumans just say that that aerospace company was stark right like it, you know like they can just i thought that's the whole point of being one big company exactly and so they could do that <laughs> and i kind of feel like this is the same way you know when we see everyday people and you see this a lot with um WandaVision, and Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. When we see everyday people and their connection to the larger heroes and the Avengers, they are a huge cultural force. Like, yeah. they are the equivalent of a sports team mixed with the Real Housewives. Like, oh, they yeah. are they are something that, like, culturally is significant to the world. And it's just weird that all the Defender shows never reference that. Like, there's, you know, you never see, you know, like, in she they have, like, the, um, you know, like... The, like, the merchandise and all that. Right. You never see people talking about the heroes. Like, they talk about the one instant where, like, their neighborhood was blown up. But yep. otherwise,
1: they don't talk about the heroes or Iron Man or all that. And bad. that's, like, the biggest problem with, like, like I was saying, like, at the beginning of the episode for Defenders continuity stuff, right, is that it exists in such a bubble mm-hmm. that it could... There are f- very few things, like you were just saying, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 almost like the absence of things that yeah. you point to to prove that it's not necessarily canon, but at the same time, that doesn't really prove it. Right. It just raises a lot of doubt because, like you said, why is nobody talking about this? Because yeah. they, they make such a point, even going back to... The first Avengers movie, right? Yeah. They have that whole scene at the end where all the you know man on the street segments yeah. in, in New York, and everybody's like, "Yeah, fucking go Avengers!" Right? Yeah. So everybody fucking knows and talks about it all the time, and to just have it like not exist in the mainstream conversation in any of these shows is like so weird. It's yeah. it's just so weird.
0: <laughs> it's not anything that's a direct. um direct contradiction. Right, but it's, exactly. It's like, but you're right. It's, it's that absence. They leave
1: it like purposely ambiguous, I feel like.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, there, there's another thing that I'm hoping maybe this is something we see in um, the new Daredevil show, but, you know, in the Defenders shows, even though we're constantly seeing the New York City skyline, we never see Stark Tower. Never see Stark now, Tower. Now, we never see a shot that like, it's very clear that Stark Tower should be there, right? right. It's, it's the same thing. But it is weird. Why wasn't there one sequence where you just see Yeah Stark Tower? Yeah. You know, even like if just if a the little big Easter fucking A, yeah. right? Like you know, come on. Because it is and, and but now I think that's something that this th- this could be solved very easily with the new Daredevil show because that is I think to this up to this point, this is that's the biggest like open story point. Of the MCU, this it's it's, it's, About it's who is
1: on the Avengers currently.
0: No, well, yes, but we, we kind of have an idea of that, right? right? Like, because you know, like we had that we had that Shang Chi sequence, right, you know, at the end of Shang Chi, where you where we like, is okay, he, okay is he Hulk Marvel and Captain and, yeah. Marvel and, and Wong, or at least they have some sort of like Zoom conference meeting <laughs> every month, you <laughs> a know, like, a mystical yeah, Zoom yeah, conference, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, so they have that going on. But so there's still some sort of like you know, like some connection to yeah. all that, but. What they do a good job of of, of like really teasing in Spider Man, um, Homecoming, is okay. Somebody else is taking over Stark Tower. Yep. You don't know who it is. Yep. And so that's and so that's you know that's almost a ten year old. Yeah, it's a big. Or like, oh no, it's at least a six year old storyline now, right? Because that was like yeah. twenty nineteen well, or whatever. Yeah. Well, in, in terms yeah. of MCU continuity,
1: yeah. it's even older than that because the remember the MCU is currently in what twenty twenty right. What five? No, where are they at right now? They jumped ahead because of the yeah, snap. For yeah, five years. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so we don't know like what it is, but right. yeah, it's like so that's very interesting in terms of you know like what is because you know the so it can't be Osborn because there's a the line of dialogue in No Way Home right that there is no Oscorp that there is no Oscorp
1: right yeah so you, but maybe it's gonna be the new Baxter Building Fantastic Four so I I think that the
0: Sentry who like
1: what so, is it so I think Baxter Building is one of the most likely candidates because right. it makes it easy to just be like, you know, it makes it easy to be like, oh, the Fantastic Four have fucking been here for so long, right? You know, like, but... Ma-
0: yeah, and it also makes more sense as to why, like, why would he sell the tower? Like, right. you would you would like to think
1: that Stark would not sell it to Osborn. He'd yep. sell it to, you know, Reed. So you know what I want it to be? And I think there's a possibility that it might be given how how much they've gone back to some of those earlier MCU properties. Yeah. I want the the, the uh, buyer of Avengers Tower to be Justin Hammer. That would be great. I think it'd be fucking awesome. Now, would he
0: sell it to Justin Hammer, or could Justin Hammer have done it through like subsidiaries or something like that? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, the, like, you,
1: you you tell a story. It's like how he did it through like it, he wasn't dealing directly with Justin Hammer, but right. like it's a shell corporation yeah. kind of thing. And like the reason why he didn't pick up on it is because he's so busy being a fucking Avenger, right. you know? Right? Like he he doesn't pay attention to that kind of stuff really yeah. anymore. I think it would be so cool if you find like the reveal that it's Justin Hammer that bought because he was one of my, I mean, Iron Man 2, I think is an unfairly maligned movie, right? And yes, it could have been better. It had its problems, but I loved Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer. He was so good. And there's a lot of potential for that character between like the upcoming Armor Wars. Right, because nothing ever happened to him at the end uh, of the movie. He gets like sort of arrested by S.H.I.E.L.D. and then you never hear from him again. But he's,
0: I mean, with the way Valentina's creating the Thunderbolts and
1: with right. the way this Iron Wars and Secret Wars is all yeah. the I mean and just from a real world perspective yeah. right they have brought back Tim Roth as Emil mm-hmm. Blonsky right they had already brought back um, you know uh, William Hurt as yeah. as Ross right yep. now, there's now being now replaced now that, by right, Harrison, um, Ford. Harrison Ford and there's talk that they're bringing that they've re, they're bringing, uh, bringing back the actor that played Sam Stern who they teased as the leader right yeah. you know so they're and Liv Tyler is coming back so they're reaching back yeah. to everything any yeah. character that's still fucking alive right yeah. it just stands to reason for me that eventually they're going to reach into justin hammer yeah
0: i, I think that would be great uh, that would really uh th- that would really tie in this whole world and you know yeah. i do want to get into so one other upcoming daredevil charlie cox appearance that's not gotten a lot of um press is oh the spider-man, Spider-Man? Yes. freshman year yes so spider-man freshman year and uh, you know we'll post up on our Instagram, there's some uh, photos that were um, that were released as part of the initial announcement of this series. So it's an animated series, yep, and it's supposed to take place in the MCU. But getting back to what we just talked about, how No Way Home said there's no Osborn, right? He couldn't find himself, couldn't find Osborn. Right. But Norman Osborn seems to play a big role in this, right? And you see a black suited Daredevil, so a completely different Daredevil suit. You know, so this is our third one. I'm wondering if this is like, a what-if story, but over a whole season. Yeah. Like, I, if this
1: is a slightly different version of Spider-Man. That's what I feel like it's going to be, because yeah. they, you know, and 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 when uh, Into the Spider-Verse Part 1 comes out, or uh, oh, Across that would be a great the way Spider-Verse, to, right?
0: Yeah, that would be like, a great way to introduce this character. Well, so th- I didn't even think see, of that. So, yeah.
1: so, I think that they're gonna, I think there's a chance they do that, but I think that there's potential for Marvel to like really fucking go nuts yeah. and find a way to because they're going full multiverse, right? You know, and they and, they, yeah. and the trailers for this movie very clearly reference the canon of MCU very with specifically. Strange, right? Like they very, give they they, they give yeah. it
0: a number. They they reference that event. So yeah.
1: for me, I think there's a possibility that Marvel gets weird enough where at the end of the movie, right, or the I think it's a two part movie. So at the end of the yeah. second part, right. All of a sudden, we now have a—not like not the end of the movie, but I think this—I can see a world where freshman year and into the spider across the Spider-Verse, those two more officially lead into Secret Wars, yeah. right? Because the whole concept of Secret Wars in the comics was— the, the incursions, to sell toys, right? Well, yes. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the 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 more I'm sorry, the more recent yes. Secret Wars, mm-hmm. the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars, right? The incursions, which we've already heard in uh, Doctor Strange, Ma- a Madness, major plot right? point. Right. I a mean, major it, plot yeah. point. I can see a world where they converge a lot of these other worlds, right, right. right. into the one you know battle world that was in the comics, yeah. and then when Reed Richards kind of remakes the universe at the end, these characters from the Spider-Verse movies, right? Like Miles Morales specifically is now a live action character in the MCU.
0: That would be great. It's, I mean, so it's obviously a way to just print money because it just allows, <laughs> it allows you to bring back everybody from the MCU. Like right. you can bring back Iron Man. You can bring back Chris Evans as Captain America. Right. But also, you know, like it allows you to have like all the fun cameos we talked about. Uh, you, yeah. know, like off, Punisher, like Lundgren, you know, like a Hasselhoff. Punisher. Dolph Lundgren. You know, like all that type stuff. But yeah, it also really opens it up the storyline. And And I think there's some bit of truth to that because you know one of the photos I have here in the document that we'll post on Instagram is there is a shot from the Spider-Man show that looks just like the shot from Civil War. Yep. Where Spider-Man is initially recruited by Tony Stark. Yep. So I wonder if you know part of the difference in this world is that. Spider Man's initially recruited by Osborne in some way. Which or a, or maybe he's just recruited for his you know, like to to work for him. Cause there's been a lot of storylines where Well it's a recent plot point in the yeah. comic books. Yeah. Like very like, recent, exactly where he's working for Norman Osborne. Yeah. So I mean like it, there's a lot there's a lot of opportunity there. So I'm so I'm curious to see where that is. I I think that's it's also just great to see that like Charlie Cox is between Echo, Spider Man freshman year. He's all over yeah. the place. Yeah. It's he's, he's you know, I just love how much he loves this character. And then, you know, getting back to like other connections. I mentioned Shang Chi before, so there are dragons, right? Like, yes, right. The end of Defenders, yep. right? There's a giant like skeletal remains of a dragon. That's what they're trying to get because the superpower, because like you know, the immortal powers are tied into the dragon. It's you know, it's very like very simple sci-fi, right? Like, oh, we got to get the dragon bones to live forever, <laughs> you know. But we've seen dragons in Shang Chi, so like that's another connection, and like. I think it would be pretty badass to have some sort of connection between the two. I agree, I, and, I agree. And and Shang Chi is he's a great character, but we haven't seen a, like there's been nothing since you know, yeah. Well, like, because every, it's been a while now. Yeah,
1: like everybody thought there was going to be some connection between. Um, the Marvels and Shang Chi, right? Because Miss Marvel yes. had the the bands, which were like, oh, maybe they were a version of the yes. right? which I right? think is still, I, I think there's still, still a possibility. Still happen, but, but, it, but I, but yeah, with what you've seen in the trailers for the Marvels, it, it seems like they're kind of moving away from that potential well, connection. Well, yeah, I
0: mean, but I, but I, I want to see, yeah.
1: I want to see Shang Chi back like immediately. Like I fucking loved yeah. that movie; it was so good. And
0: I think you know what I think they just have been taking their time to get to is. That message that the that the rings are sending out, right. that Captain Marvel mentioned at the end of Shang Chi, yes, that has to be sent to Kang in some way, right? Right, like it's got to be some sort a of Kang multiversal thing, transmission. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that would be great fun to, to follow up on that. But yeah, I mean, also there's that whole bit too, and this was something that I know a lot of people pointed out online, and I still think from a design point of view it's correct. I'm just curious, maybe it's not as big a thing as we all thought it was, but the architecture. Of Kang's fortress yes. in Quantum Mania looked like the rings. Yes, like it like, did. like there is like this like design choice where like I, I really hope it's not just laziness on Marvel's part. I thought right. it was very specific that like like you mentioned the bands, the rings, and like that fortress. They all seem to have the same type of design. That has to be by choice. I thought right? the same thing. That too, just yeah. ties it all together. Yeah, and then there is a shot from um, you know like. From the Marvels, where you see, her, um, where where you where you see her like switching, you know, like with the with, and the way yep. they light up, you know, like I don't know, there has to be some sort of connection. So. I feel like
1: I I hope there is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, and, and so yes, so the, I think that's we've covered a lot of it. This is yeah, no, I think this that's is it. For it. The so I guess yeah. so, so, I guess we have to talk about now, like as we wrap up now, is where are you when it comes to. Like, what is your current theory? Now, w- what's great about this is we're going to be proven wrong or right very soon. Right, exactly. I feel like, you yeah. know, but by, by the time Echo and Daredevil come out, yeah. we're going to have the definitive answers to this. But do you think, I guess there are three possibilities. Yep. The Defenders wholesale every word of it, every yep. second of it is canon. Yep. Is it a slightly different but very closely related parallel universe that they'll cherry pick from? Right. Or is it even less connected and they're just bringing in the
1: same actors to play similar roles? Like of the three,
0: of the three, what do you think is is
1: most likely? I think that there is is enough story out there. Um, There are enough ways, there are enough gaps in what we know, especially during the five years of the blip, that I think they can very easily make this i i I think the defenders the whole thing is canon i think it's all i think it's all canon
0: i think so too i think so too and then my last question for you is i I have my answer for this out of all the potential team-ups that this now um opens up like Mm -hmm. now having all of the defenders being able to tie into anything of the avengers what is your favorite potential team-up that this opens up
1: Ooh, that's a good question um I would say probably Spider Man Daredevil, yeah, especially no because like at the end of No Way Home, Spider Man's like he's like taking into the streets, right? Yeah. You know, like I that I think that would be the best,
0: right? Because if you, I mean, as much as I think Shang Chi and Iron Fist would save the Iron Fist character, that would just be cool, yeah. But it's nowhere near the level of Daredevil Spider Man, <laughs> and
1: right. and I would love to, I would also love to see um a like they teased it a little bit in in Luke Cage season two, you yeah. know, and like, but I would love to see like a proper heroes for hire you know like b- with a little bit more of the comedic tone oh, yeah. of the two like really play on the relationship yeah. between the two of them yeah
0: because that could be a good series just have the two of them in one series i you like know?
1: Do, do like yeah. I'm, like 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 we talked about before like how marvel does a lot of different yeah. um themes dude make it a buddy cop show a buddy cop show i would love yeah. it
0: or you know like how like the mandalorian and and um and boba fett have been doing these like standalone episodes right. you know how like one of the episodes of, of boba fett was just an episode of yep. mandalorian basically yep Why not just have one of the episodes, Daredevil, he has 18 episodes, have one of them be a Heroes for Hire episode. Yep. One of them be a flashback to what the Punisher did during the blip. You know, like, that's why I think having 18 episodes, you can get into all that. Yeah. But yeah, I think I would love to see a buddy movie. Yeah. Daredevil Spider-Man. Have the next Spider-Man movie not be Spider-Man. Have Daredevil Spider-Man. Because the final sequence of Spider-Man No Way Home, he's living just a couple blocks from, um, from, um... Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Right. He's just a couple blocks away. What's a couple blocks from Rockefeller Center is Hell's, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen yeah. So it wouldn't be crazy. So the two of them teaming up, I think, would be great. And we haven't seen a proper team up buddy movie. You know, like right. we you know, like to a certain extent, that's kind of what Thor was. Right. Like Thor Ragnarok, yeah. right? Because it was Hulk and Thor. But even then it was mostly a Thor movie. Right. And you got I'd it love in, to
1: see a proper just, you know, Daredevil yeah. Spider Man. And you got it in Falcon and Winter Soldier a little bit, but like I'd be I want to see one but, yeah. where it's like, yeah, more Like the more to the like the Shane Black formula, right? Like that's what I want. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, just
0: just to team up. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. So that is the end of part two of four, soon to be seven. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Of our Marvel TV episode. (laughs) So uh, we we've now solved another problem. So the Agent Carter agents of Shield, Inhumans, ABC TV world definitely canon to the MCU. Yep. And now the Defenders, canon to the MCU. Our our next episode is going to be a James Bond episode. We're going to talk about the Dalton and Brosnan era, the late 80s through um, early 2000s of James Bond. Hell yeah. And then uh, after that, we'll get back to the outskirts of the MCU. uh, And uh, we're we're going to talk about the Freeform and um, other series of Cloak and Dagger and, and, and all that like less connected even less connected yes the MCU. we keep keep them going out to the outskirts right like
1: really out there
0: so so yes so like and subscribe follow everything on the review podcast network uh visit new jersey free blockbuster for all of your non-streaming related needs hell yeah and until then my name is ed and i'm matt and this is cannon Cannon fodder Fodder. nice ears they're horns